0: Here we are in Deschutes National Forest. You can hear the pine cones and pine needles and the earth under my feet. And maybe you can hear some birds. We've got some wind. We'll cover up from the wind in a second. But first, I want you to hear the birds. Well, I don't know if that really worked. I'm T. This is Burning Tarot. This is the podcast upon which we, in which we, I don't know, something about a preposition, we take a walk, usually out here in Deschutes National Forest, but often in other places too, well, sometimes. And that's here in central Oregon, USA. And we encounter nature as we go, and we pull a tarot card, or sometimes two, and we discuss the card. So basically, Burning Tarot is a podcast that's a reading. So I'm giving you, our little handful of listeners that go on this journey, a reading. Okay, I think the wind is too much. I'm going to put on a windsock here. Scruffle, scruffle noises shall ensue. Scruffle some more. Hope that works. Uh, Yeah, so this podcast is about giving you, giving us, a reading get a tarot reading and some folks are also using this podcast as a way to learn the cards because I talk about the card when we draw it and I just want to point out as usual that um, though I do give tarot lessons and workshops and things like that um, and if you're interested in that with me just drop me an email burningtarot at gmail.com So that stuff's all fine and good. But for this, what we're doing is taking a nature walk together and getting a tarot reading. So it's an actual reading is an interpretation that happens in a moment through a reader, a human, a person who's riffing on the synchronicities and running around with the great woo as they interpret, as they sit with, a card, an astrological chart, a planet, a moment, an energy. And that reader's experience is what, we, is what we go for. If you don't need a reader, then you don't need a reader. You just pick your own cards or you um, read a book. Go to a website that tells you what every card means. And you'll get a nice shallow view of what the tarot can do that way. Uh, and I find that there's actually a lot of artists who are drawn to the tarot nowadays. Uh, and there's a lot of very easy production uh, mechanisms nowadays for making your own tarot or tarot deck. And back when I was making decks, it was not easy, believe me. But now you can like design some stuff and click go on a website and they'll like send you a deck of cards. It's super cool. Uh, so we have a lot of artists out there who don't know anything about the tarot, really, <clears throat> who are also looking, they're drawn to it. They want to make a deck. But they don't really know what they're doing, and they're not readers. I'm not sure how I feel about that. You know, I, I do respect the tarot, but I also respect people experimenting and doing their own thing. Um, but apparently some of those folks are also listening to this podcast Hello, artist folks. Um, Yeah, I've made decks. I admire that you want to make a deck. But maybe slow down on your deck until you find out what you're talking about. And one way to do that is to get readings. This can be like our little group here having a podcast reading for all of us. Or it can be uh, going out and finding a local reader near you. Don't rely on books. And when you are listening to the podcast... Don't assume that I'm giving like the definitive uh, description of what some card means. Not even according to myself, much less all the other experts, right? I'm reading it in the moment. So the way I would read today's card, the five of wands, the way that I'm reading that today is based completely on this moment. Where is the moon? How is the forest? What's my moon? What's your moon? I don't know. You know, it all feeds into a reading. So that's our five of wands today. But if I pulled this three months ago in a different season, in a different frame of mind, tuning into something different with the great woo that guides us, that shows us all the wacky ass synchronicities, you know, I might have a totally different riff on it and I like to respect the artists um that make each of the cards and in order to do that you have to kind of set aside some of what you know already about what a card is supposed to mean or how you've seen it perform in the past in other readings for other clients for yourself maybe uh set aside some of your preconceived notions about symbolism that appears in the tarot that can really, I mean, you can really just end up with a really boring, <laughs> disconnected uh, practice if all you're doing is like, well, here's what the, you know, subarosa esoteric symbolism means. You can really get trapped there. So when we're taking our walks, I try to spend some time with the actual imagery on the actual card. Not immediately turn it into symbolic language. Um, And so that I'm really riffing on whatever the the artist was imbuing the deck with. So there's some ramblings for you. I'll stop now and we'll just talk about our card, okay? Uh, Actually, I'm going to stop walking too. And maybe, depending where you are, you could join me in a few deep breaths. And the trees are breathing with us or the wind is breathing through the ponderosa trees and they are whistling and whispering just like breaths of a human. And as we breathe, let's take note of the earth beneath our feet or beneath our wheels beneath our bed beneath our chair and allow the wonderful grounded energy of the earth to rise up through us as we breathe and to really feel how this energy it's like soil It smells like compost. It's full of water and minerals and little bits of rock. And it's full of dead leaves and mycelium connecting the whole forest that is our world. And as we partake of that energy, it's there all the time. We're part of Earth. We just kind of forget to think about it very often sometimes. So right now we can really think about it. And we can see how, feel, how we have roots, invisible woo-woo energy roots that reach down into the soil, that intersperse themselves among other roots, that play and intertwine with the mycelium, the fungal mat that connects all these plants and things to each other. We're part of it too. And... The fact that some scientist hasn't yet figured out how to measure that does not impress me, for I can feel it. And I hope when you take a moment and feel your invisible, perhaps imaginary woo woo roots, that you also can feel the energy of the earth and its rich, nourishing soil, letting it just float up through your body, your mind. Your guts, your arms, your face, your legs, the whole shebang. Feeling that animating earth force is a wonderful thing. Alright, I got a little yeah, distracted there. Now I'm feeling all fuzzy and earthy. Both of those things at the same time feels pretty good. So what do we have coming up in the next probably couple of weeks? I don't think I'm going to have time to do another one of these for a little while. I've got some plans coming up. I'm going to be watching Shakespeare. I'm going to be going to a wedding, floating a river, stuff like that. So let's say it's the next couple of weeks here in August. What's something we can think about? What's something we can learn from? The Five of Wands. We are using the RWS or Smith Rider Weight deck today, centennial edition, like we so often use. So we have a wonderful illustration made by Pamela Coleman Smith, also known as Pixie, greatly influential illustrator of the early 20th century. So what we see here with the five of wands is we have five youths, That's how they always say it in these like tarot books. It's five youths. So young people um, in many of these early illustrations, everybody's presumed male unless they're given like a female indicator, but we don't have to know or say really what kind of gender these folks are. They are wearing their kind of neo-medieval tunics with tights, very nice colorful situation here. One of them has a hat on. Uh, One's got polka dots, by the way. Very nice. And then sort of like chartreuse green legs. Uh, And so what are the wands? Well, when you're looking at the wands in the tarot, you're talking about fire, right? Like earth, fire, air, water. Fire is one of the elements. One of those four in the Western tradition. And that corresponds to wands, staffs, staves, or rods in the tarot. So it's basically a stick of wood. And the way they're pictured in this classic kind of deck, right, this incredibly influential, the deck that so many people base their newer decks on when illustrators and artists take a crack at tarot, they're often riffing off of pixies work here in the Smith Rider Waite. Um so in this deck the they're called wands but they appear as staffs so in other words they're like big long pieces of wood big long skinny phallic symbols and they are shown to be sprouting leaves so they have this uh, feeling of being alive very strong sense of aliveness even though they are you know, a staff, so a, a piece of wood that was cut off of something else and turned into what is it? What is a wand or a staff? Um, think of like Gandalf, in Lord of the Rings. You know, he grabs his giant staff in front of the Balrog on the bridge over the, I don't remember, the fires of Bada Doom or whatever they are, you know. And he, you shall not pass. So this powerful stuff, phallic stuff, right? This is masculine fire energy. Think of, um, think of your wizards in the Harry Potter series, with Witches and Wizards. Um, and, you know, you're holding out your wand. You're going, Lumos, pointing at something. Ta-da! A light shines. So in the tarot... We're going with this uh, big staff version of it. And the situations that you see being played out in these illustrations are not usually directly magical like that. They're just like somebody's, you know, walking on their stick and leaning on their stick and there's some other sticks nearby. In the five, are five youths, got to call them youths, so you sound like a little tarot book. Um, Our five youths have their penises. Oops, no, no, no. They have their staffs, and they are fighting with them. So they're using them as play-fighting instruments, as weapons, not to point at each other and say a magic spell, but, you know, like they're crossing over and crashing into each other. Nobody's wearing a helmet except maybe that one person with a little bit of a hat and they're not actually trying to kill each other you know this isn't like uh knights in battle and the tops of these staffs are not sharpened you know you're not like running your horse and you know all that super violent stuff um it's just not happening here or even knights at play you know trying to win a contest that's not happening either It's uh, young, presumably men or, you know, teenage kids crashing around these staffs that they probably don't understand how much power and potential these things actually have. They want to win, and they want to have the fun of the fight, but nobody wants to die or kill at this particular time. Uh, Even though, like our sports, in our culture, you know, or any kids, regardless of culture, I don't know when's the last time you took some uh, young kids out into the forest. But I have a child, so I do get to do stuff like that. And, you know, they pick up sticks and they start fighting with them. They just do. Some of the kids pretend they're guns. The rest of the moms are like, no, you can't play guns. And they... They pretty much just look like the kids on this card, you know? Um, Only these card kids are are definitely older. Um, But there's, there's this instinct to play fight and then to ritualize it into games with, you know, balls and bats and baskets and football, all that crazy gear that the football, American football guys wear. We want to, we want conflict, really, we like it. Some part of us wants to show off our big, manly, fiery, powerful, competitive self and go waving our dick around. You know, it's a thing. So, <laughs> so five of wands usually indicates conflict. It, uh, but it also can mean like, this is not the the end-of-the-world-style conflict. Your Five of Wands is usually not going to be anywhere as crappy as your Five of Swords. The Fives in all of the four suits of the Tarot, which, you know, correspond to the four elements, Uh, if you're on one of those uh, minor arcana, that's those, those minor suits, those elements, if you're drawing cards from there... You can picture, like, that you're on a journey from card ace, which is one, to card ten. And in the middle of that journey, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of like Wednesday in the middle of a work week. You know, what, they, what do they call it? Hump day? If you can get past the hump, you know, you'll make it through to the end of the week. And then, thank God it's Friday. And you, you wear your flair and you go out for margaritas with the girls after work. I don't know. Sorry. I'm getting silly. Um... But so that is, so picture your five as like, it's in the middle of a longer journey. And it's that part of the long journey where you're like, this sucks. Bad things are happening. Perhaps I am underprepared for this journey. Um, There is conflict. There is stuckness. So the fives just, you know, they kind of ain't fun. But of the fives... Really, the five of Wands is the least um, you know it 's not it 's not grabbing your ankle and like tying you down. The sets of conflict and competition can be fun; they can be useful right This is training for real life. These kids you know are probably just about at the age where they might try to become a soldier or a knight and and this sparring that they're doing is a way of finding out their own limits a way of testing each other's limits and finding out what they might be good at you know and you can't really do that just in a vacuum so the 5 of wands helps us recognize that our conflicts with other people They're they're a teaching mechanism. They're not just a pain in the ass, although (laughs) they might be a pain in the ass. um, But they also have this quality of showing us something. Like, oh, here's what I'm good at. Here's the kind of person that I'm not even capable of communicating with, much less, you know, besting in some kind of game or contest. Um. So there's, you know, there's a little fun in it. Uh, the problem with the five of wands is like, maybe you don't find that kind of thing fun or you're tired. But this is me right now, okay? I'm just projecting all over the place here. I'm just like, I'm tired. I'm totally out of it. I'm about to go on another journey physically. That'll be fun, but I'm tired and I have a lot of work to do. So if I get drawn into some big conflict right now, which this card suggests, hey, it could be right around the corner. Um, That's really going to sap my strength. I don't have a lot of energy right now. And so you might have that feeling too, where the conflict itself, this game that these youths are playing, isn't that big of a deal. But kind of how you approach the game is what matters. And if you're coming in like... If I literally were walking in uh, on these five youths, I'd be like, Hi, dudes, I'm a middle-aged mom, tarot reader. I don't even know if I had a big ol' phallic staff like this. I don't know if I'm strong enough with my tendonitis to swing it at you. So I'd be at a pretty serious disadvantage to these energetic, young, strong dudes. You know? So when the conflict comes our way, it could be a series of small conflicts. That's often how this unfolds. Sometimes it's one big one. You'll know. Um, try to keep that in mind, that it's very possibly not a life or death situation. Even if it like raises your ire and makes you mad or just makes you so tired that you're like, I'm just not going to talk to any people anymore because it's too exhausting. (laughs) I'm just done. I don't believe in humans or fighting or talking or anything. You kind of don't have that option. You're going to have to face whatever's going on. But keep in mind that, like, this is not the end of the world. At least one of the people involved in the conflict or a little series of conflicts, is probably just, you know, dick-waving. Or some communication equivalent thereof. Um, and if you're literally interacting with younger people that are doing this, like your kids, for example, or, you know, teachers starting to get ready for the school year, um, it's important to remember that this is a, a, something that they have to do for their development, And we can learn from that. Like, okay, what are they developing as they learn to deal with conflict? Doesn't mean we always have to jump in and stop the conflict. This card can mean, like, you're in the middle of the conflict. But it can mean that you're the mom at the playground sitting at the side of the conflict going, Huh, look at that. So keep some perspective. Um... I would say between this and kind of the planets we have in retrograde right now in the sky above us, the, you know, where we are on the Venus star cycle retrograde, it's not a great time to jump in, you know, with full force into the conflict and make some kind of huge irrevocable choice. So if this is, um, like, say this is bickering with your partner. You want to buy the electric vehicle, and your partner's like, I'm not getting a second mortgage for anything, even the environment. We're not getting an electric vehicle. So say that's your little argument. It's probably come up before. Well, here it's coming up again. And probably... You know, if you sat down and looked at the series of arguments that have happened over the months about this electric vehicle, you'll find that, oh, well, it's about power in our relationship. It's about um, money, which American couples are not famous for being great at talking about, right? Uh, It could be about, you know, it could be about how your mom treated you when you were little. All these different things underlie the conflict. So right now for the next week or two, if you find yourself drawn back into there, I'd really put out the alert. If you find yourself wanting to escalate, you know, like really make it about your position of power or lack thereof or your incredibly important opinion on electric vehicles versus your partner's terribly important, you know, fiscal responsibility. Ah, turning it into like like we're just gonna hash everything out. Um, really, just might not work. You can't avoid the conflict, but you don't want to. You know, this is play fighting. This is something to learn from. You're probably not going to resolve the issue about the electric vehicle. So, if you have a little conflict, keep in mind. Okay, we're exploring the electric vehicle. Okay. Explore, play, nudge around the possibility. Don't be all threatening your partner. No ultimatums here. It's a bad time for that. Don't turn the, the playful youths with their big staffs, like don't turn that into the conflict that ends your marriage. You know, that, that's really the one big warning that I would take away from this card. You know, it's, it's okay to have conflict, actually. Um, how we handle it tells us something about ourselves, our relationships, gives us something juicy to chew on when we're, you know, writing in our journals or talking to our therapists. Um, and we just can't, in the case of a five of wands, it would be a mistake to um, to think that all of our fiery energy is is somehow indicative of of all the greater truths and all the big things that really matter it's like well sure we can learn from it but just, you know just don't take yourself too seriously here no <laughs> offense i hope i can take this advice because uh, i'm thinking about the various groups of people i'm going to be hanging out with during my travels and i'm like okay i'm gonna keep this in mind you know that I can raise my staff and join the fun, uh, but maybe I just shouldn't take it too seriously. And if somebody says something that kind of wounds me, I don't have to lash out at them. I can just tell them, dude, that was, you know, like these guys playing in the, on the card. If one of them hit way too hard or hit another one right on top of the head, the others would probably gather around and go, Dude, that wasn't cool. <laughs> Legit, bro. Um, and they'd help the fallen person get back up, right? Like in a, like in like how the mosh pits used to be, right? Good old days. Um, so, you know, give each other a, a hand. Take the conflict as sparring rather than as the end of the frickin' world, even maybe in political discussions. And when we get the Five of Wands, you know, I think it's nice that we know our fire energy is running. It's coursing through us. It's also Leo season. So there's a lot of fire energy uh, happening up here and in the in the Northern Hemisphere, you know, and in california and oregon where quite a few of our listeners are it's literally fire season it's not just hey the fire element is at play like stuff's catching on fire and burning up by thousands of acres so you know should we play with fire you know like a rolling Stones song or whatever um sometimes yes And the Five of Wands says, yeah, we can play with fire, but we need to just remember, that's what we're doing, we're playing. We should not knock somebody's head off with our staff. We should not set a fire that catches a whole national forest on fire. We gotta be careful, basically. Playful and careful at the same time. Fire energy can be scary because it's a rapid transformation. You're sitting there one moment, you know, and then you or your town or the ritual object you were just holding, boom, it's completely different, like 30 seconds later, two days later, whatever. Uh, So that can be rough, and when we're playing with our fire energy and we're feeling it in us, usually we get a burst of energy, which feels good, and then we just have to go, okay, okay. Do I want this to run away with me or do I want to have mastery over the fire that runs through me or at least have some kind of say in how much of me it (laughs) burns up on its way out? I'm sort of a vessel for the elements, right? So the fire moves through me and into the world and you can't really contain it all the time and say, no fire. You're too sparky. You make me nervous. I don't ever want to transform. Ah, You can't shove it away from you forever. The five of wands actually gives you kind of a place to put that energy. It says you're on some kind of path to transformation. Could be a minor transformation, actually. And this conflict stuff could be some inner conflict, too. Not all of this has to be externalized in a way where you're like, playing sports or having an argument or fighting with somebody. Some of it might be the little inner selves of ourselves. Solves of ourselves. Okay, that was repetitive. Um, duking it out. And it's important to be like, okay, let let some of that happen. The fighter needs something to work on. We don't have to assume that it's going to turn into like an enormous blaze that torches everything in our lives the five of wands, I think, suggests that, you know, if we're being reasonable, we have enough safety and security that we can afford to have a little bit of a play fight or some minor conflict. It's all right. And we can trust ourselves not to turn it into a ridiculous, dangerous conflagration. Or that's what we hope. As always, I love to hear how it really turns out in everybody's real life. So send me a short email, one paragraph, to burningtarot at gmail.com. If you find that you're having this Five of Wands and the conflict energy over the next couple weeks, and just let me know how it worked out. If you are waiting for a reading that you already purchased on the website, that website is tiffanyleebrown.com. Um... I'm sorry, I've just had a lot on my plate. I think we are mostly caught up now, but there are a couple of people who bought the, um, the midlife reading. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. And honestly, it's just a very big reading, you know, using astrology and Tarot and multiple things that I send you in the email and all that, you know, it's a lot. Uh, I'm not sure how much longer I will keep offering it, but it's been fun. I'm working very hard on your readings and, uh, and I'm learning a lot in the process too. Um, but I think it's just, I don't know what to say. Uh, those are going to take a few weeks before I get back to you with anything coherent, Uh, And during those weeks, uh, you're you're coming on my adventure with me. I'm bringing my ephemeris, my old school astrology book. And I'm bringing your charts, which I've printed up. So that I'm not reliant on the internet or any particular piece of software. Um, So yeah, I've been carrying you around with me and I'll continue to do so. And... uh, working with your charts, making notes, and the actual readings will come to you. um, I'm going to guess September. If anybody feels that that's just way too long um, and they want a refund, please don't do that. Oh, my gosh. Because I've already been sitting with your chart. But seriously, if if that seems like it's just over the line, you can totally email me and just say, "Hmm, I want my money back. I want to cancel the whole thing. tarot at gmail.com. That's my email address and I will honor that request if you have it. But I hope you'll be patient with me and you'll get the next installment of your multi-part midlife reading uh, coming up in September. And everybody, uh, I'm going to listen to these Nighthawks, which are out kind of early today. The female's fly up and they make their funny little chirping sound and then the males down below go boom boom in response they are so cool i'm gonna listen to that for a bit and uh go eat some curry that's my big plan i'm t this is bernie taro i'll probably be back in about two weeks and i hope you're having a splendid summer